0: 505-2. You are seen to chat about life, family, and of course, Humphreys McGee. I'm Sarah Genemia podcast host, writer, mom of three, wife, and total Humphreys. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everybody, thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the show. I hope that you were able to check out last week's episode, which featured my chat with fellow um, freak, mom and parental alienation advocate, Julie Hyam, If you have not given this powerful episode a listen, I highly suggest that you do. It's definitely the most serious episode that um, I've done to date, um, but it was definitely a subject that needed to be brought to light. Um, So, definitely give that a listen, Um, even if, you know, it is a little emotional to listen to. Um, I've heard that from some people that have listened to it, Um, but it's definitely um, a subject that needs to be talked about more. So, there is a link in the show notes where you can find that if you'd like to give it a listen. And before we dive into this week's episode, I do want to bring up the recent announced news that Jefferson Waffle will be retiring as Humphrey's lighting designer at the end of 2019. This is (laughs) surprising and sad news, I'm going to be honest. Um, I'm sure we all feel the same way. Um, This was announced the Tuesday after summer camp. Um, there's no word right now uh, what Jefferson will be doing after Umphrees or who Umphries will be bringing in to replace them, but there is no doubt that they will choose someone that will do an amazing job. I mean, <clears throat> their work ethic alone, <laughs> obviously they're not going to uh, hire some bum, but they've made really great decisions in the past about bringing people on board Um, stemming back from, of course, bringing Jake in and then, you know, having Chris come in and Chris Mitchell to come in and then bring Waffle, of course. So, you know, they have a history of bringing great people on board. So there is no doubt in my mind that the next person that comes in to do this job and interpret these songs in a new way... Um, is going to be amazing and I'm excited. Of course it's going to be different um, because nobody illuminates like Waffle. And we all know that. <laughs> um, so of course it's going to be different. Of course it's going to be something that we're going to have to get used to. Um, but I'm excited to see what this new person is going to add to um, the songs that we are familiar with and, you know, songs in the future. So it's it's sad, but it's very exciting. Um, I personally am wishing Jefferson all of the best in this next chapter of his life, whatever it is that he's doing. He is such a nice guy. I had the pleasure of sitting down with him Sunday at summer camp after the Humphreys afternoon set. Um, I'll be bringing you guys that interview in a couple weeks, so stay tuned for that. Um, But he is just seriously the nicest guy. He has such an extensive resume, um, so there's no doubt that he's going to be doing something awesome post-Umphreys. Also, I want to quick shout out Swift Charger for being at summer camp this past weekend. Having a way to make sure that my phone was charged throughout the weekend was such a relief. I had interviews um, during the weekend and some other things that were going on for the show. So I wanted to make sure that my phone did not die, of course. Um, I will admit the locations of the booths were not very convenient, but I heard that the weather Saturday had a factor in that. Also, it was their first time at summer camp. So, as we all know from our first times at summer camp, um, location is maybe not <laughs> our strong suit the first time that we go there. So, but it's definitely a great thing to have at the festival. Um, we were also able to charge our vape the entire weekend, which was also very awesome. Um, So if they are at a festival that you are going to this summer, um, I suggest you check them out. Okay, so let's get to it. Summer Camp Music Festival. This year looked a lot different for my husband and I. We took our four-year-old with us and while I know some of you listening are probably like, what the fuck? <laughs> our biggest reason was because our mother-in-law, well, my mother-in-law, who was supposed to watch my son during the weekend, um, had a whole situation go on with her job. So she was unable to watch him in the way that we needed to. Now, this was after we had already invested, um, time and planning and money and tickets. And I'd gotten my press pass. So this was after everything, you know, was pretty much set to go. And, you know, my mother-in-law, God bless her. She is an amazing woman. You know, she felt very bad about it. Um, but sometimes things happen. So we decided instead of foregoing everything that we had planned, that we were going to tackle this as a team and take him to the festival. And he had an amazing time. It was about 12 hours um, from Buffalo to Chillicothe. um, Of course, needing to stop only like one extra time with him in the car. Um, But he (laughs) stayed up all of the ride there, even though he left in the middle of the night. And... When we got there, he was so excited to meet my friends. Um, Shout out to Aliana and her girlfriend, Elizabeth, and their whole crew for being super amazing neighbors the whole weekend. Um, You know, our plan was to be neighbors that weekend anyways. But then, of course, you know, when you bring a toddler into the mix, it can be a little different. Um, but everybody was super great. We actually lucked out and were able to, uh, you know, had some other people camp next to us that were kids, so my son was able to have some friends, you know, and run around near our campsite um, when we were there, so that was awesome. Um, He loved shopping at all the vendors and getting festival food and going to the shows and seeing the music. He Of course, loved Umfries even though he slept through the Red Barn late night set and the VIP set, uh, nestled in his stroller with his headphones on, didn't even move, um, did sleep through the second set of Friday, slept through the storm on Saturday, didn't even know what was going on with that whole thing, um. And then Sunday did actually go up front for a little bit with my husband and then wound up falling asleep during the second part of it. Um, But he loved Ben Harper. He was, you know, shouting, I love this. And it was just very awesome. And as I said, it was obviously very different. Um, Our level of fun for that weekend was different Um, We had fun in different ways because we were able to experience um, the kids' camp, which obviously never taking a kid to summer camp before, why would I go there? Um, But he loved it, and he was painting canvases and doing all these amazing things, and it was very cool to experience it in a different way. Um, This was my sixth summer camp, um, so I've done (laughs) summer camp in other ways. Um so it was fun to do this and it was awesome for my husband and I to do this together as a team. Um you know, the biggest piece was communication prior to leaving. Um he understood completely that there were going to be things that I needed to do for the show. So at those times he would be, you know, totally on duty. And there were uh, shows that I knew that he definitely wanted to see. Um, And maybe at that moment, um, our son, Brendan, needed to stay at camp and eat. Or he needed just to wind down a little bit because we were going to be going to Umphreys later that night. So, you know, in that instance, I would say, hey, honey, go do whatever, go see whatever set it is that you wanted to see. And, you know, I'll stay here and get ready for you know the one that we both really want to see um we were both able to see um every single time that they played so that worked out great um i was able to go to fate night he was not interested in going to fate night um i really wanted to so i was able to go and fully enjoy that at two o'clock in the morning because he stayed at camp with our son while he slept Um, and the same with Doom Flamingo, um, I only caught the VIP set because they played at the same time as Fate Night, um, but because they played at VIP, um, I was actually able to sit at my campsite and listen to them, which was awesome, so anybody who has never taken a child to a festival, um... I think that you're totally capable of it. Excuse me. Honestly, um, it's all about teamwork. It's about communication and it's about being prepared. Um, A big thing that I did this year that I've not done in the past was put all of the clothes and everything our food, everything in totes, Rubbermaid totes or whatever. Um, And then with the way that the rain happened on Saturday, it proved to be totally worth it. Everything stayed dry. Um so if you are not doing that with your camping stuff when you're going to festivals, highly recommend doing that. Um it keeps all your stuff dry and it keeps bugs out of them too. Um so yeah, definitely a tip. Um I will be writing a blog post about the entire experience um with some photos that I was uh, able to take during the weekend with my press pass. Um so be on the lookout for that. I'll of course uh, let you know about it when it's finished on the show um but it was it was an awesome responsibility to have for that weekend it was different but I'm grateful to have had the opportunity to take my son and you know we've been home a few days and he is ready to go back he wants to go next year so I think that we have created a monster with traveling and going to shows with that one and that's absolutely okay. <laughs> um, I did want to shout out all of the people at summer camp who worked hard to put this on. Um, I've done event planning in the past so I can only imagine the magnitude of responsibilities for an event of this size and there were so many things that happened during the weekend with bands canceling and whatever um so you know that's always like a wrench being thrown in there um big thank you to Brad Miller for granting me media access for the weekend as well as I mentioned I was able to go up into the uh, photo pit that was absolutely amazing I've never experienced anything like that before a little intense but in an awesome way And as I said, I will be bringing the pictures I took from that weekend to you. I am not a photographer in any way, shape, or form, but there are a few shots that I am a little proud of. So I definitely want to share those with you. Um, Also, a shout-out to Rachel, Kevin, Matt, Sam, all of the crew of Team Umphreys. Thank you for an awesome weekend. Um, VIP was awesome as usual. Thank you for organizing the Golden Ticket event. I personally got some very cool merch. My husband got an awesome hat. Um, We got some DVDs, which was very cool. So thank you very much for that. That was fun. I love doing that. So please keep doing the Golden Ticket event. And congratulations to the girl that won the big prize. Um, I do not know her name off the top of my head. Um, but I did reach out to her because I would love to have her on the show after she does her year of shows. Um, so congratulations to you and congratulations to anybody else that won any of the actual golden ticket prizes. That's very, very awesome. And thank you guys for the signing on Saturday afternoon. Um that was awesome. Got some great pictures and got to have a little bit of time chatting with each of the guys. And shout out to them for the hard work Saturday night when the weather decided to change everybody's plans for the evening they you know always swoop in when the weather changes I've seen this multiple times and you know cover things up and move things and you know they're really quick about it and you know umphreys I've said this before I'll say it again they have such an amazing crew and they're just so awesome so thank you to everybody for an amazing weekend Okay. Summer Camp Music Festival, if you did not know, celebrated its 19th year this past Memorial Day weekend. This year featured over 180 artists on nine stages, although maybe it wasn't 180. There were some that were canceled, some that were added. There was just like a whole bunch of shit getting switched around the entire weekend. Um, Umphreys, all four days of the festival, their Saturday first set being cut a little bit short and the second set canceled altogether due to the weather which we will get to the weekend kicked off for umphreys with their vip set in the red barn for those that purchased a vip an um vip package for the weekend the four song set opens with andy's last beer Then FF, which Brendan mentions as one of Joel's favorite songs to play. Dropping down slightly about three and a half in. Gaining some speed slightly as it begins to dance along. Continuing to enjoy itself and just have a really great time. Coming slightly down before nine minutes. And then it begins to swell and build up almost like this massive cloud that's forming and then it breaks and there's just this light with Joel playing the opening part of Kimball heading into syncopated strangers dedicated to the guys from Spafford who were also at the VIP set. This one digs its heels into the jam early on and approached this jam with a very Jazz type of vibe to it before it picks up more life around the five minute mark. It gets ballsier and more aggressive about three minutes later and it spills out and over, but it doesn't stay there for very long, dancing along a little bit again. And I personally here want to be starting something tease a little bit right there before it slows down and spreads out and then it opens up into the ending part of the song and that syncopated strangers will close out the VIP set a little while later that same day Thursday Umphree's played their late night in the Red Barn the show opened with a 1348 that would go unfinished And Stasek, doing whatever this new thing is that he's been throwing in the mix lately, here it starts to come out slightly before four minutes. I'm honestly really into it. I like what it allows everybody else in the band to build on top of throughout a jam, as they affectionately call um, Lego. Um, I just really like what that, you know, kind of allows them to build. Opening right up slightly before eight minutes and expanding way out with a third stone from the sun teased by Jimi Hendrix thrown in there, calming itself down. And that 1348, as I mentioned, will remain unfinished and slide into two by two. This jam slightly before nine minutes seductively dances around and it gains more confidence and positive energy as it continues on and it opens all the way up and soars way out expanding all over and becoming this massive soaring uplifting jam that I'm going to be honest it just radiates all this light and then it just pivots around the corner quickly and right into the ending of 2 by 2 I love when they just schizophrenically change their mind like that. Comma later coming up next. Settling comfortably into its jam very early on. Adventuring along and gaining more authority as it just soldiers on. Growing into this monster that after it explodes at about the eight minute mark begins to calm itself down and gets a country vibe to the jam that begins to build up toward the end of the song and aggressively changes directions and decides to stomp into domino theory. The jam in this one heads on its way beginning about two minutes in and I've mentioned this before I'm not a fan of this song. My husband actually will make fun of me, kind of like make a face or whatever whenever they go into this and we're at a show, which they seem to play a lot when I'm at a show. But anyways, um, I enjoy what they've been doing with the jam inside of this tune. And I don't think that I will ever really... Get behind this song. I don't think it's one that's really going to grow on me fully, but I'm more excited when I see it come out at a show because I know that the adventure within it is going to be really fun. So it makes it worth it because I want to hear that. This is definitely the case with this version as well. Although it does come down to settle for a little bit about the five minute mark. It does pick right back up and continues to adventure on for a little bit. Settling its sights on coming back into Domino Theory. About eight minutes. Going head first right back in. Attachments next. And yes, we do see the expansion at the end of this tune. Jake heading over to play the keys during the jam. And we see a different path to the adventure at the end of this tune. We've seen this jam be more lighthearted and upbeat. The jam be a little slower in the buildup of it. And this one is heavier and darker, still dancey, definitely has a denser, dank, almost ominous feel to it as it goes on. And without skipping a beat, it steps right into example one. A cover of the Jane's Addiction song Stop coming out next. This one they have covered a total of eight times including this one here. This is the first time that Chris has sung it however because the last time this was played June 9th 2000 which was 2,251 shows ago. Chris was not yet in the band dump city next that opens up this beautiful and romantic jam about five minutes in and begins to take us on this sensual adventure that begins to expand a little more a few minutes later and it gets more confidence as it becomes more comfortable and continues to grow and I'm all about this jam. I've added this Dump City to my 2019 Hall of Fame contender list to come back to later. I love everything about this jam. And then it fades into space for a little bit, slightly before 12 minutes. And then it starts to gather up all of its pieces and stomp back into Dump City. Much obliged. Next, settling into its jam slightly after three minutes, building up and up as it continues on, deciding it's on its toes to change directions and happily dance along for a little bit, starting to head back into Much Obliged about eight minutes, but it doesn't stick around, and whatever this ending part is before they move fully into Kula is just beautiful. This, this little section of it, listen to it. It's just, it's awesome. Um, and the Kula, which featured a little Metallica and Justice for All tease at the end, would be the last song of the Red Barn late night set. Friday night at summer camp, this show opens with Bad Friday, heading off on its adventure about six minutes in, journeying on for a little bit before coming back around into Bad Friday again. Ringo, that really heads out on its adventure slightly after seven and a half, starting out full of hope and optimism as it begins to take flight, opening all the way up and stretching way out, slamming on the brakes slightly after 12 minutes to head to a different direction, beginning to build on top of itself to grow larger and more complex, not going anywhere insane with that, but coming back into the song and then transitioning into number five That just goes off on its own amazing adventure. Love that song. Anyways, specifically from about the five-minute mark until it comes down at about nine and a half is really my favorite part of this version. Definitely give um, those like four and a half minutes of that song um, a listen for sure. A cover of Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer next, featuring the horn from We Are the Mummies, This song has been covered by the band a total of 11 times, including this time here. Last time we saw this tune was September 1st of last year at the House of Blues in Dallas, Texas. That version featured Jen Hartswick on trumpet and James Casey on saxophone. Phil's Farm Next, a tune that I've expressed my love for many, many times, especially with what they were doing with it in 2018. I enjoy where they lead the adventure in this jam, specifically from about three minutes until slightly before nine minutes when they begin to head back into Phil's. A heavy and full of powerful jam nestled inside of the Intentions Clear that comes up next, the ending moving very nicely into the ending of 1348 that was left unfinished at the beginning of the late night red barn set the night before, and a very nice fatty full bridge list to close out the first set of Friday night at summer camp. This brings us to the Anchor drop set from the weekend and when they opened the second set with Plunger it honestly didn't cross my mind that that is where this was headed but when they proceeded to move along to the title track I knew that we were about to go on quite an adventure in this set. The band has played the Anchor Drops album from front to back before February 5th, 2015 at Track 29 in Chattanooga, Tennessee. There is a link in the show notes where you can check out that set list and where you can give it a listen. In that show, however, they spread the album over the two sets and also played a cover of Barracuda by Heart the triple wide cut the cable and a cover of the Pink Floyd tune Breathe. Jen Hartswick was there to provide the vocals for Bullhead City so although yes they have played this album before it has not been done in one set like this as far as my research found. Of course, we start the set with Plunger that features this really beautiful expansion that begins to really sink in about eight minutes and begins to head off on its adventure, exploding full on into a dance party a few minutes later, just continuing to dance along. I personally think that Plunger has been a lot of fun lately, especially 2019, Two other ones that come to mind from this year that I really enjoyed are February 15th during the Brooklyn Run and March 29th during the Ryman Run in Nashville. Um, both of those I felt were fire, so I will put those in the show notes as well. You can give those a listen if you want to. Um, anchor Drops, of course, next, followed by In the Kitchen, Dropping Into Improv, only after about three minutes in when it starts to unfold starting slightly after four minutes this part does have some bits of it that are similar I feel to the it doesn't matter jam from Portland that keeps kind of popping up and uh, that I've mentioned a couple of times but I also feel that there was something else that that was there in this jam that I've heard before, and I can't place it. So, if you're listening to this and you listened to the show um, and you know what I'm talking about, please feel free to reach out and let me know. Um, I love the way that this jam continues to grow and build up, gaining some more intensity to it, and then it spills over and gets really heavy in the drums and percussion and then it just blossoms open at about nine minutes into the ending of In the Kitchen. Bullhead City next of course with Tyranny Jackson from Southern Avenue on vocals. This one has not been played since May 6th 2016 at Humble 7 in Las Vegas 276 shows ago. That version featured Jen Hartswick on vocals. Miss Tinkles next that Bayless mentions is based on a true story. And if you do not know the story or have not seen the real-to-real documentary, the song is titled um, because Joel was trying to pee in the van back in the day and either dribbled on... His pillow, Ryan's pillow, totally not sure about the uh, the specifics of the story, um, but it is in the real to reel documentary. If you've not seen that, definitely watch it. It's another one of Waffle's fantastic uh, creations. Definitely watch it, and uh, I'll throw the link in the show notes if you can't find it. Definitely want to watch that. Um, heading out on its adventure fairly early, Progressively gaining more momentum and authority to it as it dances along. And slightly after seven minutes, it opens, continues to chug along, and Joel bringing tinkles back around about a minute later, exploding full back into that tune. Tinkles and Mulches are probably my favorite songs to see at summer camp. Do Junk for sure too, so it was awesome to, you know, have all those in the second set. Um, This was my sixth summer camp, um, not in a row, but over the past like 11 years. Um, And for me, I'm going to say, you know, Tinkles is definitely up there as a great um, song at summer camp to see live. Love it uncommon next and then Dejunk part one getting comfortable with its jam about three minutes with Stasic leading the way and laying the groundwork for the building of the rest of this adventure of course after that heading into 13 days One of the two songs that I personally really wanted to see during the weekend and with the re-release of Anchor Drops. I had a feeling that somewhere we would see it, um, but never in my wildest dreams that I believed that it would be in an Anchor Drops album set. So, very awesome. The transition right into it, too, was very smooth. That one has not been played since April 26th. 2017 I know I'm not the only one that was very excited to see that one again and like I said having it nestled inside of this anchor drops set just made it that much better <laughs> um and then right into Dejunk part two and listening back to this I just I'm taken back to this uh, specifically this song this moment and you know, the energy of this song and being in that moment. Like, Jajunk Part 2 is just it's just the perfect Humphrey song. And if you've not seen the recent um, Anchor Drops film series release that Waffle is doing, it is Jajunk, and it's got some amazing old photos of Jake in there. I'll link that in the show notes, too. You're definitely going to want to watch that. Um, it's just a great song, the lights, I mean all of it, I mean we all, we all know. Um, then dramatically moving into Wallet's Worth, the energy and intensity that was coming from the beginning of this song, just rising up from the stage and just exploding all out. Again, experiencing this set live like this, doing the album like this was seriously just it was something else like I'm just still trying to grasp my mind around it it was such an amazing set Robot World up next featuring a little Guns and Roses sweet child of mine tease inside of it Mulch is next which certainly does go on an odyssey beginning its journey slightly after four minutes with a dark but sensual reggae vibe to it but only for a few minutes before it starts to set its sights on aggressively heading back into mulches. And as I said, another great summer camp tune. And the only difference between this set and the original track listing of the album, they did flip the position of the Pequod and Wife Soup. No doubt because it's better to end the second set on Friday night at summer camp with Wife wife Soup instead of a slower song like the Pequod. So the Pequod and then the Wife Soup to end this set at summer camp on Friday night. If you've not listened to this Anchor Drop set, you absolutely need to. I am so fortunate, so grateful to have experienced it and I'm so glad that it wasn't Saturday that they planned to do this because of the weather. Um, It was so awesome. Definitely give it a listen. Saturday night would start with a new intro titled Unsung Hero and I love the feeling that this gives to the start of a set. I really felt like it set the tone for the evening. It really got everybody excited. I mean, it was Saturday night at summer camp anyway, so everybody was super pumped. But it I think it really set the tone for the the evening. I love this. Hopefully it's something that we will see again cuz it's it's really good. It's like a dramatic scene in some sort of a a war movie. You know, some dramatic courtroom scene or something is how I feel with this. It's it's intense, but it's really great. Moving into Room to Breathe, followed by the Triple Wide. I recently mentioned how I feel about the Triple Wide so far this year. There are three versions on my 2019 Hall of Fame contender list, and I've added this one to that list as well. Um, they've really been stretching the Triple wide lately and allowing it to venture out further each time. This one dances out for a while, not bringing it back until slightly after 10 minutes in when it moves back into the Triple wide quite seamlessly. 2019 seems to be the year of the Triple wide, so it only being the beginning of June, I'm excited to see where that song will go as the year continues. Seasons next followed by Draconin that sinks in and opens right up to dance along and at some point I can't remember exactly when of the evening but it did start to rain and there was definitely some lightning you know happening in the distance you could start to see everything you know rolling in and stuff. At that point my husband had gone back to camp to get our rain gear we were hoping that maybe um you know we would have been able to stick it out and we had a um we have a thing that goes very nicely over the stroller and it's a rain guard um if you have kids and you do shows with your kids and they are in strollers I highly recommend that you get one of these because you know they're in there and everything is dry underneath it so you know even if you got shit like underneath the stroller it's it's definitely a really good thing to have and it's not um you know, a huge investment, anything to buy. Um, anyways, um, that Draconin changing its mind and switching directions at ten minutes, taking a very heavy route and opening this aggressive spy theme sounding direction for a little bit before calming things down and then moving sweetly into the ending lyrics of the song. Slacker next, dropping down into its jam only slightly after two minutes in with a little head over heels by Tears for Fears tease tucked inside of there as well, slightly before six and a half from Joel as the pieces of Slacker begin to build back together and puppet string that they do try to take on an adventure, but they do have to cut it short. The set was cut by 15 minutes and then the entire second set was canceled because of the thunderstorms that rolled in. Definitely a bummer for sure. Everybody was more than ready to have Saturday night uh, second set Umphreys at summer camp, which we all know is the set not to miss. I had um a few first time... Uh, summer camp where first time umphreys show people ask me what was the set not to miss and i every time second set saturday and that's what i've always said um so it was definitely a bummer that (laughs) that happened but it is the midwest and it is summer camp so it is to be expected um, but, I mean, with everything else that they played the rest of the weekend, including Sunday, which we're about to get to, um, I mean, you can't really complain. Sunday Afternoon Set was a set list combined of what the band had planned to play the night before and what they were going to play on Sunday. This show opened with Rocktopus keeping the blue balls going and not heading into nether still remaining to be unleashed on the world, followed by 40s theme, getting to it slightly before four minutes, eventually opening way up a few minutes later and revealing the massive jam that is 40s. Another tune that I will admit lyrically is not my favorite, but damn, (laughs) the adventure you go on when they play 40s is always worth it. The Silent Type next, followed by Day Nurse, and a cover of the Tyler Childers song, White House Road, with Allie crawl on violin and Arlo McKinley on vocals. This is the second time that Umphreys has covered this tune, played for the first time this past March during the Rhyme and Run on March 30th. That version only featured Brendan on acoustic, And I think that having Allie playing and having Arlo saying this was a perfect addition to this cover. It really filled it out. Utopian Fur next with a break song of Moe's Rebubula. And I will admit, I was pretty disappointed when they did not keep going with it. Umphreys has covered Rebubula before, 46 times to be specific, which... I will admit I was pretty shocked that it was that many times when I looked it up. The last time that they played Rebubula was May 3rd, 2014, opening quarter two of Umble 5 in Port Chester, New York. Haji next, followed by Resolution that gets deep in its groove slightly after five minutes, continues to dance along for a little bit, coming down about eight minutes for a little bit, before it decides to get back up and dance again, dropping it a minute later, giving Stasek and Chris some time to make things filthy for a minute before stepping right back into it again for a little bit. And then it filters out and steps into the ending of Puppet String from the night before. And the always beautiful glory, followed by a debut cover of the Soundgarden song, Outshined, to close out the Umphreys portion of the weekend. Outshined was sung by Chris, who came out from behind the kit to channel his inner Chris Cornell, which I think he did an amazing job. I was able to talk to him after this set and told him exactly how I felt about it. I think that doing this at the end of, you know, the four days was perfect because Chris Cornell has that voice, Um, so, um, you know, doing it at the end of, you know, a long weekend and everything I think was actually, you know, helped him some more. Um, Andy played drums during that cover. And this is another instance where they covered a song that I was not super familiar with, but after hearing this, I'm digging into it further. Before we wrap this episode up, I would also like to touch on the side projects that also went on during summer camp weekend. Sadly, the 30 dB set was canceled. Jeff Austin had a family emergency and was unable to attend his scheduled performances for the weekend. I was a little um, disappointed about that, I will say that, but... Of course, family is very important, and I hope that whatever is going on with his family, that everybody is okay. Fate night on Friday night slash Saturday morning was absolutely a good idea on my part to attend. As I mentioned before, my husband stayed back with our son while he was sleeping, so I could totally enjoy it. I had no idea what to expect. I did know what the basic concept was and if you do not know, um, Fate Night is a group of musicians, I believe all from the Chicago area, and what they do is they have a list of songs on this random song generator and they say push the button and where it lands, um, they take a vote between the crowd and the band, um, and if everybody's in agreement then they play it, um. And there was some that got thrown back in the pile because, you know, the song wasn't good for that moment, 2 o'clock in the morning. You know, a really slow song is not what anybody wants to hear at that time. Um, So there were a couple that did get thrown back in. But having the opportunity to see Bayless rap flawlessly, I will admit, every word to Gin and Juice, sing Careless Whisper by George Michael, um, he did the B-52's Love Shack, Bob O'Reilly by The Who, Guns N' Roses tune, Flaming Lips, and of course, my personal highlight from that evening, and honestly, the entire festival, Umphreys McGee manager, Vince Owenski, getting up and singing his rendition of Billy Idol's White Wedding, and boy, was it good. Seriously, I was blown away. My editor and I are standing there watching this and we're looking at each other like, damn, not bad. (laughs) Um, And apparently he's done this before, October 31st, 2003. I've been looking um, for that Humphrey show. I've not been able to find audio of it. Um, But if I do, I'll throw it in the show notes. Certainly a surprise for me to catch that. I will never again hear that song and not think of that moment and I can say that this, the same thing for all of the tunes played during Fate Night. It was a lot of fun and if I get to the chance to check them out again at summer camp I will and I suggest that you do too. It was a lot of fun um, and I will link any information about them that I can find in the show notes. Also, Doom Flamingo played twice during the weekend, once at the same time that Fate Night was playing, but on the campfire stage. I did not see that show and instead decided to stay at Fate Night for the whole evening. I do have some friends that, you know, split their time between both, checked out Doom Flamingo for a minute, and then went over to Fate Night. I heard that the campfire set, uh, campfire stage set for Doom Flamingo was amazing, Um, there is a set list I posted on the podcast Facebook page. Um, I'll link that in the show notes so you can look at their set list from that campfire stage set. Um, Doom Flamingo also played again on Sunday evening in the VIP lounge. Um, I did catch about half of their set and it was everything that I hoped it would be and so much more. They are seriously a fantastic group of musicians and it's super awesome to see them gaining so much momentum in popularity um they deserve it because they are so tight when they play together um I would love to see them again when I'm honestly not super exhausted from being at a festival since Thursday afternoon um and Ryan I mean this guy is just killing it he'd been playing music since Thursday you know killed it with all the um free sets and then these two sets with Doom Flamingo he's just something else and I know Monday morning we were getting ready to pack up and I saw him zoom by on a golf cart and I'm like this guy is I don't know where he gets his energy from but he is a true rock star all around just an absolutely amazing weekend Yes, the rain, um, you know, put a wrench in Sunday a little bit because it was muddy and moving around with the stroller was a little harder, um, so we just forego that idea completely and just had our son walk the festival grounds, which I think he enjoyed more. He was able to shop and, you know, get more high fives from people, but other than, you know, that little storm on Saturday, which is to be expected in the Midwest, um, there was nothing else to complain about. I mean, it's just such an amazing weekend. I love summer camp. I'm excited to go back again next year. Um, Meeting new friends, seeing old friends, spending time with people. Um, It's just an amazing time. And, you know, we'll be back. My son's excited to go back. And hopefully, if you've not been, you'll check it out next year. It's seriously an amazing weekend. So that's everything I have for this episode of the show anything referenced throughout this episode can be found in the show notes as well as the set list for the shows discussed and where you can give them a listen if you have any questions or comments about anything talked about in this show or any other episode please feel free to reach out and send me an email or dm i love hearing from you guys um comments, questions about something, random Umphreys history facts, all of it, feel free to reach out. How you can do that is also in the show notes. And thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you around these parts next week. Much obliged.